Hello and welcome. This is Fan Isharfa Fanatic and this week we'll be going over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers is from Eastern Pennsylvania. The colors are black, gold and white. The Steelers have been using black and gold as their color since the team was formed. The city's flag is also black and gold. And every team in Pittsburgh wears black and gold. The Pittsburgh Pirates and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Steelers logo is only on one side of the helmet. Rumour has it that the Steelers didn't know what logo they were looking for and would it suit the golden uh, helmet that they wore at the time. So the franchise put it on one side just to test run it. The Steelers told their equipment ma manager at the time, Jack Hart, to only put the logo on one side, the right side. And ever since, they've just left it on there. Uh, a lot of professional teams are superstitious so I think that's why they left it there. The Steelers logo is based on the steel market lo logo belonging to the American steel and the American steel industry. The three, the three hypocycloids or the three stars on the emblem uh, is yellow, red and blue. Some people would say yellow me represents lighten your work red represents brighten your leisure and blue represents widen your world more people would say that the yellow is for coal red is for iron ore and blue is for scrap steel which helps to build helps to make steel season tickets the Steelers have a waiting list for season tickets since 1972. The average price of a ticket is around 70 bucks. Not bad for an NFL. The Steelers play at Heinz Field since 2001 with 68,000 fans. Heinz is a local company from Pittsburgh. It's the Heinz Ketchup. A really big brand, I guess. They played at Three River Stadium from 1970 to 2000. They also have a mascot. Prior to the 2007 season, the Steelers introduced Steely McBeam as their official, official mascot as part of the 75th anniversary celebrations of the team. His name was selected from a pool of 200,000 selections and one lucky fan got to win. So congratulations on Steely McBeam. Bean. Some of the famous fans that follow Pittsburgh Steelers It's the A-list One of the best lists I've ever seen Let's go Elvis Presley Frank Sinatra Arnold Palmer Christine Aguilera Brett Michaels Garth Brooks Toby Keith Burt Rounds Robert Downey Jr Sean Stone Snoop Dogg And Wiz Khalif But the best is that Barack Obama and Donald Trump 
both follow the Pittsburgh Steelers. So maybe the Pittsburgh could bring the Republicans and the Democrats together on a game. Three coaches in 51 years. Chuck Noll, 1969 to, to 1991, four Super Bowls. Bill Carr, 1992 to 2006, one Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin, 2007 to present day. Chuck, 22 years, uh, 209 uh, wins, 156 losses and one tie. They beat the Vikings in 1974, the Cowboys 75, the Cowboys again in 78, and the Los Angeles Raiders in 1979. Bill Carr took over with 162 wins, 99 losses and one tie, 15 years of service. He won the 2005 Super Bowl uh, against Seattle. They also lost the Super Bowl in 94 against the Cowboys. Bill is from the suburbs of Pittsburgh and now he is on um, <clears throat> CBS Sunday Morning Football. Mike Tomlin, 12 years of service, 141 wins, 80 losses, one tie. In 08, beat the Cardinals. In 2010, Green Bay Packers was a loss in the Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin is the coach, is the 16th coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. When the Steelers were looking for a new coach in 2007, after Bill Carr stepped down after 15 years of service, the Steelers started interviewing a bunch of coaches. In 2003, the NFL established a rule where all teams in the NFL have to interview a minority candidate. This rule is called the Rooney Rule. So Mike Thompson was interviewed and knocked it out of the park. Needless to say, he got the job. Two seasons later, went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, the Rooney Rule is named after Dan Rooney, who was the first uh, or was the president of the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1975 to 2002, and the Rooney family still own the Pittsburgh Steelers to this day. So Dan Rooney invented the rule, brought it in, and was one of the first teams to kind of benefit from it because what I believe was Mike Tomlin wasn't their top choice but once he got an interview he knocked it out of the park and he's been a pretty good coach ever since. The Macklin reception is one of the most famous plays in NFL history. It occurred in the AFC Divisional Playoff game between Pittsburgh and the Oakland Raiders at Three Rivers Stadium on December 23rd. 1972. With with the Steelers trailing in the last 30 seconds of the game, Pittsburgh quarterback Terry Bradshaw threw a pass attempt to John Fuqua. The ball bounced off the helmet of the uh, Raiders safety around 15 feet and into the hands of Franco Harris and he ran it into the end zone uh, uh, for a touchdown and the Steelers went on to go to the Super Bowl. This the pass was under pressure. Ty Bradshaw was under pressure. He got away, got a free second, threw it, came off the helmet back towards the scrimmage. Um, Franco catches it, passed two or three players and into the end zone. 
The NFL Network named it the top player in a hundred years of the league. The terrible towel was the brainchild of former Steelers radio announcer Marin Cow. During the playoffs in 1975 and helped provide the magic touch as the Steelers went on to win the Super Bowl X over the Dallas Cowboys in 1975. Since, the, since then the towel has been a staple in the, in the homes of all Steelers fans and players as well. During introduction at Three Rivers Stadium and now at Heinz Field you'll often see players wave the towel to the thrill of the hometown crowd but it is visible on the road as well. With terrible towels filling opposition stadiums to a point where the opposition teams had to had to introduce towels of their own to try and combat the magical power of the terrible towel has over their own fans. When babies are born, they are wrapped in the terrible towel in the hospitals in Pittsburgh. Couples wave terrible towels at their wedding. Uh, and all sorts of functions every everyday life. The terrible towel has been to the highest mountains and to the depths of the ocean. Hung in neighborhood restaurants and has traveled around the world from the Great Wall of China to the Vatican to the South Pole and more. It's flown on military missions and even went to space thanks to astronaut Colonel Mike Finch, a Pittsburgh native, native who waved the towel from the International Space Station. The original towel is undoubtedly the most popular. O other official versions have been introduced over the years, including the camouflage or the championship uh, Super Bowl ones, the pink uh, breast cancer towel, a camouflage one, uh, the terrible towel celebrates holidays such as Christmas, Halloween and St. Patrick's Day. The terrible towel is exactly what it sounds like. It's um, a yellow towel that you would normally wash your dishes with or dry your dishes with. Uh, thousands of fans all get one each and wave it over their head in a circular motion. And it leaves a very good impression for uh, the stadium to see. It's a, it's a really good spectacle. The Mexican Steelers fan club, Monterrey, Mexico. The story of the Mexican Steelers fan club started with six or seven fans who used to watch the Steelers games together. They dreamt of going to a game where they could find hardcore, crazy fans just like themselves. So in 2004, they hopped on a bus determined to feel the energy of Heinz Field on game day. Every year since, the Mexican Steelers fan club meets at 5 a.m. to board two buses where they'll where they'll be that'll be their home for the next couple of days. Forty hours it takes from Monterey to Pittsburgh, almost two thousand miles. The morning of the game, the Mexican Steelers fan club meet at a Mexican restaurant in Pittsburgh to tailgate and party. Uh, for the last 10 to 20 years I guess they have Mexican food and uh, Mexican music and stuff like that and a terrible towel margarita the Steelers want to do something special for the Mexican supporters fan club 
So they organised a special event where the fan club gets to meet former players, Charlie Batch and Rocky Blair, and they receive their, their terrible towels from the Pittsburgh Steelers as a gift. The Mexican Steelers fan club say that the team makes them feel really relaxed and the people in Pittsburgh aren't are always friendly and warm to anyone with a Mexican flag. So they're always felt at home every time they go back they go back to a game at Heinz Field. One Steelers fan from El Paso, Texas changed his name to Eddie Steelers Gonzalez. When he told his family and friends they said you're crazy and Eddie answered back, Hell yeah I'm crazy. I'm crazy for my Steelers. Uh, when he goes to the bar and they check his ID, they give him a second glance and, and say, your real name is Eddie Steelers Gonzalez. He says yes, and they, somebody usually buys him a free beer. He also has his car decked out in black and gold. And he's, he's noticed coming down the street in his car as well. Pittsburgh Steelers are regarded as one, if not the best fan base in all sports. Colin Cowherd, the host of The Heart with Colin Cowherd, formerly of ESPN, now of Fox Sports, considers Steelers Nation as the best in the NFL. He is not the only one to think this, this the, the Steelers this couple of seasons. WalletHub.com uh, conducted a study to find the best city for football fans. The website compared more than 240 U.S. cities with at least one college or one professional team across 20, 21 key metrics. Their data ranged from the NFL and college football teams to the average price of a ticket for an NFL game to fan friendliness. Pittsburgh ranked number one city in America of pro football, with Boston coming in runners-up on Wallet hub.com's list. Green Bay Packers, Dallas, New Orleans all rounded out the top five. That's all I have for this week on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this. My name is Shane Boyle and this was Fan is Short for Fanatic.
Next week, I'll be going over Everton FC.